Life after Last Chance You. And welcome to the show. It is my special guest tonight, Kiyoshi Harris, the new head football coach of the Independence Community College Dream U Pirates. You can follow him on Twitter at IndyFBHC. Coach Harris, thanks for being my special guest. Hey, appreciate it, Jeff. Anytime. You know that. Uh, it's exciting. We're getting ready for the 2019 football season. It's coming up very shortly. And it's been in a very eventful several months for you here recently. Uh, after the past couple seasons, you served as associate head coach, offensive line coach, and recruiting coordinator. And prior to that, you've had multiple years of coaching offensive line, including 12 years coaching in JUCO in California. And now you're the new head coach of the Independence Community College Pirates. How does that feel to you right now? Uh, you know, Jeff, it's exciting. It's fun. I think every day is a new day, a new chapter in my life i got to get to build. But uh, I think I've worked hard to try to get here, so I think now it's my turn to shine a little bit. But uh, it's a good feeling. It's a different type of feeling that I've had in the past and so on from being, you know, assistant coach or just an offensive line coach or a coordinator. So, you know, we're excited. You know, we're doing some good things right over here at Independence right now. We're getting ready for our first game up coming up in a couple of days. So, you know, a little bit of pressure here and there, but, uh, you know, to be honest, but other than that, every day is a good day. You're coming in as the head coach on the heels of Jason Brown, the former head coach who you know very well. I mean, you guys lived together for a while prior before your wife, Julie, moved here to Kansas. And is it awkward for you at all being in this position as the head coach of the Pirates when JB was the former head coach? And uh, is that an advantage or a disadvantage to you at all at this time? You know, I think in both ways, it's an advantage and disadvantage. You know, I think when I first came out here in 2017, I didn't look into the future that much where I was going to be the next head coach at Independence Community College. But, you know, things work out and happen for certain reasons. And, you know, me and Coach Brown, JB, we, you know, we talk a lot. And, you know, of course, I have his blessings and he wants me to do a great job. And, you know, of course, following his footsteps, I learned a lot from him, you know, over the past couple of years. So it has its pros and its cons. So I just want to kind of take this team for 2019, kind of put my own stuff on it and kind of go from there. Your wife, Julie, moved to Independence last year in 2018, and your daughter, Mariah, just started her new job as a teacher in California, right? Correct, correct. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> me and my wife were both teachers back in California. You know, I taught for high school for 19 years. My wife taught for, I believe, 15 years. And, yes, you know, education's in the blood and teachers in the blood. And so uh, my daughter, Mariah, my oldest, she just got her first teaching job back in somewhat next to the city that we're from where we had a ho our house at. So we're excited. You know, it's a new adventure for her. And uh, so I think she's looking at it like the next step in life. You know, we're happy for her. You know, I know my wife, Julie, is just like kind of like, you know, talks to her every day and they kind of keep in contact of just the kind of the new experiences she's having so it's a good thing so it's a good thing going on in the Harris family right now <laughs> no doubt about it well, you said teachings in the blood uh, for the family at the Harris household 
Now, your sons, is there any chance of them walking down the path of coaching like you, or what's their thoughts? My, both my boys, I got four kids. I got two girls and two boys. Both my sons are just big sports fans, and, you know, my youngest one took a severe injury when he was in high school, caused him to stop continue to play. Uh, he took a compound fracture, a broken leg, and so, but uh, he's probably one of the biggest football fans there is out there. You know, he's go Trojans. He's a big-time SC fan, and so... Uh, I think one of the things, he, you know, he likes being around the game. So I can kind of see him either being like a team, because he wants to be a doctor. That's what he's going to school for. Either that or a physician assistant kind of goes back and forth. You know, he's the brains. He gets everything from Julie, I guess. But uh, I think he wants to be around the game. So I can kind of see him on a sideline as far as being like a team doctor or something. The goal is, to, you know, orthopedic surgeon. So just because of the incident that occurred with his leg when he was in high school. So I'm proud of both of them. So we'll see what happens. You've been in the coaching game for a long time, Kiyoshi. How tough is it on the family to have a coach in the house? I can't speak for Julie. She's been with me for so long. We've been married for 25 years. So I don't think you can ever get used to it. I think she just adapts. And, you know, we kind of joke and mess around. You know, uh, I don't know necessarily know if it's easier without the kids since all our kids are growing up now. You know, we were joking about this the other day that I might have went to, out of all four kids, one back-to-school night. You know what I'm saying? Between all four kids over the years, they were in elementary school and junior highs and high school. So you kind of miss a lot, you know. And before you know it, the years pass by. You know, she's a very special person to have by your side and just to kind of continue this journey with. So, you know, who knows? I think a lot of times she tells me a little fib about how, well, she's adapting just in a new city and just being by herself. She does have dog, uh, Jack's the dog, you know, so, but, you know, we work long hours. You know, right now we're averaging about 16 hours a day, and so it starts adding up quick. Well, she knows it's important to you, obviously. It's your lifeblood, and, you know, she has been amazing. I know just from watching her how well she supports you and all the things she does, you know, for the team and, and you know, trying to make everybody feel hospitable, you know, the coaching staff and so forth. And, you know, that's a testament to her. She's a very strong-willed woman. No, no doubt. She's she's kind of the rock. And, and like, you know, you see you have different friends, and, and I've had different friends over the years being in the coaching profession, and they've gone through divorces and separations, and, and just because, you know, we're gone so much. So it's tough on them. And so, you know, my hat's off to her. You know, you can go out and buy another purse, babe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, actually, you just went out and bought one. I was, you know, so, <laughs> so buy a pair of shoes then. <laughs> Well, with the last chance you cameras, they're now gone from the ICC campus after being here two years. Is that a big relief to you and the coaching staff as uh, far as that goes? You no, know, it's, it's, there's a difference. We see a difference. You know, I kind of, you know, last couple of years, that first year, it, it took a little while to kind of get used to. You couldn't really be yourself, couldn't really coach how you wanted to coach a little bit. But, you know, Greg and his staff did a great job to kind of make us feel comfortable. And then the second year, you got a little used to it a little bit more. And uh, basically, it kind of became a little natural. And then, of course, the season didn't go how we wanted to go. So a lot of our, you know, our emotions and, you know, what we're kind of going through and the coaching came out. But, you know, I think right now, being going through spring and through summer, it's kind of been a relief that we can kind of just really be us and go out there and coach some football and coach these guys hard and kind of see hopefully everything pan out for Saturday. Is it less of a distraction for the players, do you think? No doubt about it. You know, these guys right now are just focusing on basically schoolwork right now and practice. You know, the long days for them. You know, we wake up early in the morning because we practice in the morning and 
I think they're just able to go out there and just do one thing and don't have to worry about any other distractions as far as what's going to be on camera or, you know, what's going to be later on in the dorm room. I, you know, we've got a set schedule and that schedule includes, you know, back, bang, 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 back to back things, including school. So, you know, I think it's a little bit easier lifestyle for them right now, to tell you the truth. Well, the recent newly installed practice field on yes. the campus here at ICC, it has to have been a big positive addition to the program and to the ease of conducting your daily practices, needless to say. Any chances to your knowledge of making it game day ready with grandstands, a scoreboard, parking accessibility? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Man, about that I'm idea? Gonna, I'm about to win a whole bunch of games. <laughs> like this, nah, you know, the community, I think, it, you know, something, our field is something that community, you know, can kind of you know, use as well. You know, we got a couple of youth teams right now that come on out and practice on it. I think, you know, the people in the community kind of helped us get the field. You know, we appreciate them so much. I think they saw the struggle that we were going through just going back and forth to, you know, the community city stadium and so on. Uh, hopefully in the near future, you know, we can kind of get something going. I'd love to see, you know, stands put in and lights and, you know, just put it up in stages over the different years. But we've got to take one step at a time. You know, I don't really worry about that. I just worry about, hey, see if we can line up right against Dodge City. So. But uh, that would be a, any head coach's dream, you know, to have their own stadium on campus. You know, last year in 2018, it, it seemed like it was much more of a distraction to the team than it was the previous year in 2017. Do you have any reason why that would have been the case last year? What was really the issue, in your opinion, that the season unfortunately just dissolved for the Pirates? Very beginning, I think there were some distractions. You know, the kids, some of the kids were here for the wrong reasons. I'm not saying that we didn't sign a good class. You know, we had some talent. We had a lot of talent. But I just think we as coaches and the players, and I think we lost focus for a little bit. And I think by the time we got on track, we took a couple of losses. And then, you know, by the time we started getting going and trying to work together as a team, it was midway through the season. And, you know, then we start, we took a couple of injuries, like, you know, at key spots, you know, and like I said, snowballed from there. And, you know, the injuries kept coming. And I don't know if it was because of the losses because of the injuries or they were just injuries. So, but uh, we couldn't bounce back from it. So, you know, we're looking to move on. Do you think any of that was due in part maybe to the lack of player leadership on the field? And, and is that any big concern for you guys this year going into 2019? We got a little bit older group of kids, you know, that we brought in in January and, and, you know, just from the class. The class is real good, real talented, and it's probably one of the better classes here, since we've been here. You know, we're young. We're going to struggle sometimes in some areas and so on like that. But uh, I think we, we signed a pretty good class. I think in the past we had some uh, we had some good players too as well. I just think they weren't as tight knit of a team in 2018 as it was in 2017. You know, you hear the guys jokingly all the time and someone like that, like individuals in 2018. Whereas you know we were playing for the ring in 2017. So you know that's something that we have as a team goal. You know, and we've been preaching since day one. You know, we wanted to win a summer. You know, we wanted to win fall camp. And, you know, of course, now we want to become bowl eligible. And to become bowl eligible, of course, we've got to win six games. So we're going to take one game at a time. Got to win the ones we're supposed to win. So that's a goal for us. And just to buy in and, you know, and, and everybody talks about when I say change the culture. And that's no, no diss on JB. You know, of course, he's a friend. It's just I'm putting my stamp on it and how I want it to be done. And so, you know, and that's what I have to do. That's just like anybody. If, you know, Jeff Carpenter was going to be head coach of Independence, he'll probably put his stamp on it too as well. So that's what I'm trying to do. Well, if Jeff Carpenter's the coach of the Independence, we're in trouble oh, for 2019. Man. We'll be okay. Go, go down and get a couple of big-time dogs. <laughs> well, you talked about the injuries, Kiyoshi, playing a big role, you know, last year. 
this season and not going into specifics, obviously, but how is the overall health for the Pirates going into this season? It's not too bad. It was a good camp, but, you know, we're trying to see type of toughness our kids have and you know we've been practicing hard and we worked out all summer in the weight room to kind of get through camp and you're going to have incidents you're going to have accidents and injuries and and so on we got you know we got a couple key guys out up front offensive line which is you know what i'm saying i'm kind of concerned about but some other guys give some other guys a chance to get some reps and step back up and uh we got a few guys that were banged up a little bit for a couple of days on defense, but we got them on back, so I'm excited about that. You know, it's part of the game. Football, you're going to have injuries, so, you know, the key is, you know, you recruit some depth, so that way the next man guy or the next man up, you know, philosophy comes into play. Well, you're listening to After Last Chance You. We're going to take a short break here. When we come back, we'll have more with head coach Kiyoshi Harris of the Independence Community College Pirates. And welcome back. We've been listening to Kiyoshi Harris, the new head coach of the Independence Community College Dream U Pirates. Coach Harris, uh, you know, as far as coming off a disappointing season last year, and certainly at the start of the year, everybody was talking national championships, and unfortunately, that didn't work out for us. But is there any advantage for you as a coach coming in on the heels of that kind of season, or does that put even more pressure on you and the program? I think it all depends on the individual coach itself. I think a lot of people look at if you get a you can get hired on a job from coming off a two and eight season, you're looking at it. if I can go in there and win four games, you know, I'm okay. I did a lot better than the, the guy previous, but you know, I think as me as personally as a coach, you know, we all want to win football games. We all want to help these kids graduate. So I think you, we want to do the best we possibly can. You know, I think we all set goals for ourselves and we try to attain those goals with, within myself and the staff. And, you know, our goals, of course, is not to win four football games in a season. You've been working hard since February with all this stuff. So I think, you know, we're going there and take it week by week, day by day, and just trying to accomplish our goals that we have as a team. You know, right now, we want to be Bo Ezra. Okay, so when assembling this year's team and coaching staff for your Pirates, what were your primary goals or concerns going into this year? I think the one thing I wanted to do was basically be a head coach and, you know, kind of oversee the operations of things and, you know, just talking to different people and different, different opinions about the whole thing. But I think, you know, we're fortunate enough that I'm, you know, I'm able to do that. I'll come from junior college where our kids live on campus and, you know, most of our kids were commuters. And so here, you know, all our kids live on campus. So it's a little bit bigger task. You know, I'm not saying I'm babysitting, but I just said there's a lot of other things I can be doing by the sides, you know, sitting in the film room all day trying to get these guys coached up. So I'm playing the head coach role right now, and I'm loving it, but I do miss coaching a position at the same time. So I think my first task was to go out and try to find an offensive line coach, believe it or not, and I was able to do that. I hired Kurt Langren. You know, he was an uh, O-line coach at Dodge City for six years, a good family friend of ours, and I've known him for a long time. And so once I kind of established who I had for an offensive line coach, I, got, I had to go get OC. And so that was one thing. You know, I thought about doing it myself and kind of see kind of what's going on and with that. But, you know, I was able to go get a young, good-minded offensive coordinator that has played at a high level, that's new into the coaching profession, that's hungry, you know, that wants to win games. And But he's not too new, so he coached 
few years in Minnesota. So, you know, I'm happy with what things are going so far. And then I just kind of sprinkled it in here and there and tried to go get some loyal guys that, you know, want to get into the profession and want to start coaching and, and want to help us win. So just for our listeners' sake of knowing, Kyoshi, how many guys did you bring into camp this year? Oh, shoot, man. <laughs> Are we talking 500? <laughs> no, 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 no. We have about 130 guys. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. But now, as far as the roster, though, for Jayhawk Conference, what's the maximum you can have on the roster? Though? Oh, there really is not a max, but normally most people carry about 80, 85. That doesn't mean we'll travel with 80, 85. You know, we might travel with 70, 75. So home games are a little bit different. But we try to make it competitive where kids want to try to compete to make the roster. You know, nowadays a little different generation. Every day they want everything handed to them. So we want, hey, we want you to earn your numbers. And actually our kids, to tell you the truth, didn't even get numbers until a couple of days ago. So I think today might have been their first day as far as in the numbers. So, Kiyoshi, what excites you the most about this year's Pirate football team? realistically, I'd look at it like we got a great group of young guys, a lot of talented kids, but, you know, they never played again in college football. So I think, you know, just being in the Jayhawk Conference and it being so competitive and every week, you know what I'm saying, it can be like any given Saturday, anybody can win. So I think taking this group of young kids and kind of getting them to, you know, getting them on your, your page and going in on a Saturday to try to win a football game and to play at a high level and to compete at a high level, that it kind of excites me right there. Well, and you talk about how competitive the Jayhawk Conference is. Ironically, today, the first rankings came out nationally by the NJCAA. Six teams out of the top 20 are in the Jayhawk Conference wow. mm -hmm. that we're going to meet this year that are going to have national rankings. Mm -hmm. That just shows you how tough the schedule is for us from top to bottom. Uh, every week is a bowl game. Every week is your bowl game, and I think that's what we got to kind of get through to our kids. And you know, with so many new faces coming into the Jayhawk Conference, and you know, we recruit some kids that you know are very talented in high school and come off some championship teams. But of course, it's different. So you know, it's exciting. You know, you get to go in and play a team. You know, like I was saying before, you got to win the ones you're supposed to win. But the ones that can go either way, that's what make football college football. And I think you know, we tell our guys all the time, you want, you don't want to play against the dudes that you're just going to beat up by 30, 40 points every day. You want to go in as a coaching staff and build a game plan and get your kids ready for a team that can kind of go either way. And I think that's what you see in the Jayhawk, not just with the Jayhawk, but just you know, also with the Iowa schools, with the Alliance of the Iowa schools, with Iowa Western, Iowa Central, and Ellsworth. It's the same thing. So, you know, my first game against Dodge City, telling our guys, telling our coaches, it can go either way. You know, you got to come out and play with a lot of emotions. you got to play with a lot of toughness. And you got to play with a lot of endurance. You know, can't make mistakes. And that, that team right there probably is going to be the victorious one. So, you know, we're interested to see. We take one, we got a time. But, you know, we got some playing some dogs coming up. You know, so we'll see what happens. So as far as the preseason coaches poll goes for the Jayhawk mm -hmm. Conference, the Pirates were picked sixth yep. out of eight teams. How do you feel about that? You know, I don't really read into polls too much. You know, some guys are big stat guys, and, you know, some guys, you know, are big poll guys and rankings. And, of course, everybody wants to feel good if you're ranked in the top five and ranked in the top two. But, you know, I'm looking for just trying to win football games. I think if you try to focus on just winning football games, then all that stuff will play in the part and later on down the line. And, you know, 2017, I think we were ranked seventh or sixth, and, you know, we won the conference. Last year in 2018, we were ranked one, and we come, you know, last in the conference. So I see it on both sides, so it is what it is. You know, I appreciate, you know, people going through and just voting. And, you know, I kind of like being an underdog a little bit. I'm just kind of curious is how is the voting for the preseason poll done? I mean, how, how do they do that? 
with just within the Jayhawks, they send it out. You know, we have our coaches meetings. You know, they send out the polls to each one of the head coaches, and we vote, of course, for who we think is going to be ranked. And, you know, of course, they calculate it up and have it ready to go by the time we get to the meeting. So just out of curiosity, how did you vote? You know, I had to put the Pirates number one. <laughs> my man. Hey, I, hey they, they had to take my job for us. I put us down to number two or three, you know. Can't go out like that. <laughs> so, do you, so do you get to vote for all the teams in the conference? I, believe, I think there's eight teams in the Jayhawk, and I believe I was able to vote for five or six, if I remember. Talked about the schedule. We open up against Dodge City mm-hmm. uh, in Independence. We're just coming up a couple days away from now. And you're looking at the schedule this year. Dodge City's picked seventh in the preseason poll yeah. right behind us. Do you like that matchup coming into the 2019 season opener? They got a brand new head coach. Is there really anything that you can go by? Coach Coon seems like a really good dude. You know, his staff has some experience. They've been at different levels. Of course, he comes from SEMO. Uh, but I look at it like it's game one. It doesn't matter if you're the number one ranked team or you're the number 20th ranked team and going against each other. You know, I think people are very similar as far as with your scheme and as far as endurance and just, you know, game one. It's like when it comes down to it is who's going to make the least amount of mistakes. That's just like game one to game seven. So either way, I think teams have a little bit more advantage game one than they do kind of game eight or nine. You know, you're able to dissect them and, and, and kind of break them down by the time you get to game five, six, seven, and eight. I think game one, you're coming in blind a little, little bit. You know, they're doing a good job of, you know, keeping stuff off the internet and hiding stuff. And, you know, of course, we've been looking. I expect he'll have them ready to go, you know, and I expect he'll have a few players. I saw he signed a few players late, which is good. And I think he's a great guy. I think, you know, he'll get it going. You know, I look forward to, you know, getting to know him better. And I've talked to him a couple of times, and I think it's going to be a good year. Over the last three years, the Pirates have failed to win their home opener. Yes. And I don't like to bring up these kind of <laughs> analytical things when they're not a positive thing, but is this an issue that you and your coaching staff are more focused on for this game, or is it just another major battle in the Jayhawk Conference? I honestly, you know, my assistant coaches told me that the other day, I believe it was Coach Donerson, Keith, and he was telling me, you know, since we've been here, we haven't won a home opener. And I looked at it, and I'm like, the last two years I've been here, we haven't won a home opener. So, but I don't look at it like that. I look at it whether we're on the home, you know, we're on the road or we're at home. We still got to play good football. We got to come out and be ready and prepared. There's some years I thought we played in 2017, we played better on the road than we did at home. You know, last year we had six home games, so basically, you know, we had our ample chances to play at home in front of our crowd, and, and it kind of like, we kind of go either way, you know, at the same time. Some people look at playing at home as a distraction, okay, because you're not playing till later on in the afternoon or evening, and, you know, your kids are still there, and at least you're going on the road sometimes, they're in a hotel, but uh, we just want to play good football. We just want to come out and execute, so I don't care if we got to go play in the park down the street somewhere, it doesn't matter. For the past two seasons, while the last chance you cameras were following the Dream U Pirates, I heard the phrase bullseye on our chest several times. And, you know, it was used referring to the cameras always being around and everyone wanting to beat Indy. And now the cameras are gone. Is there any concern of that particular motivation being gone? Or is there a new focus for your guys this year? I think, you know, realistically, dealing with the other teams, you know, all the coaches, the head coaches are going to get their teams ready to have the same kind of philosophy. You know, you better go in ready to play because you can get beat. So I think, you know, the last couple of years, we did get the best out of everybody on Saturdays. And so, and that's one thing because who doesn't want to show out on national TV and so on. But, and that put a little bit more pressure on us as well. But it all, I guess it also elevated us too at some, on, on some occasions. So 
realistically, I think, you know, with the cameras gone, things don't matter just because they know independence is, of course, used to having guys or dudes, if you want to call it, big-time prospects. So realistically, you know, our kids are in junior college for a reason, just like everybody else's kids are in junior college for a reason, and that is basically move on to Division One. So that's what they're going to do. We always talk to our kids about, hey, you know, if you win, you know, the recruits are going to come. You know, if you play hard, they have a good film, the recruits are going to come. So I, I think you're going to start seeing that on Saturday between everybody and the Jayhawks. What is your ultimate goal this season for your Pirate football team? My ultimate goal right now is 100% buy-in. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I want to win games. You know, I want to graduate the kids that want to be that should be graduated. I want to graduate the kids that people kind of written off. You know, I want to be able to get kids to scholarships that kids thought they would never ever get. And you know, of course, I want to win football games. I think you know we always talk about the coaching up the little stuff. That is the little stuff to me. You know, and you know the older guy I get, I, you know, I start to realize that. And uh, you're gonna we, we signed 30 plus kids last year, Division One, and so of course for that you know type of talent. We we have that was supposed to happen but I think you know our overall goal is to become bowl eligible uh get our kids bought into them get them to play hard every week you know get them disciplined and then uh, see what, where the cards lay after that but I want to be able to every kid that comes to our program be able to get some sort of scholarship to help pay for their education you know I find it ironic that last chance you has landed on Laney College in Oakland California uh, mm-hmm. for the next season five of the show and you having coached in for years out in Cali how do you think the Jayhawk Conference would stack up against uh, JUCO teams from the West Coast? Man, I get that question a lot. You know, California has good football. You know, California is one of the major recruiting hubs, you know, in the country, you know, with a couple other uh, states. And, you know, there's 74 JUCOs in California that play football, 37 in the north and 37 in the south. Of course, I was in the south, but the northern California schools, there's good football. The central California schools, there's good football. I can probably name probably eight schools right now that would be able to compete in the Jayhawk Conference easy. And, you know, and some of those schools are doing it with just in-state kids. And so, but, you know, Laney College and Coach Beam, I've known him for a long time. I'm happy for him. I talked to him a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, and, you know, he'll do a great job. Shoot, they just won a state championship last year, so he's obviously doing something right, and, you know, hats off to him. And, you know, I think it would be a good little switch up from basically going from, majority of kids living on campus to the majority of them having to commute. So, you know, I'm interested to see how things go. We're talking to Kiyoshi Harris, the new head football coach of the Independence Community College Pirates. Do you ever see in the near future featuring the number one California JUCO champ against the number one JUCO team from the rest of the nation having a true national championship game? I do see it probably within the next five years, you know, but it's kind of tough just because of uh, the kind of they're going to have to have the buy-in on both sides. Just California's a little bit different. You know, they play their bowl games right at, like, realistically the very next week. Then they start to have a playoff system between Northern California and Southern California. So, and that, you know, that stretches out. So you're looking overall, you know, by the time you play a national championship game, you're looking at about 16, 17-week season, you know, and then you start having to start thinking about, as far as kids recruiting and taking their trips and doing all sorts of things. And, you know, and then, of course, in the Jayhawk, you know, you're playing your bowl game three weeks after the regular season. So it's going to have to be a little give and take between both sides. But I think once the California Community College system and the NJCAA system get together, I said it's going to be a game that's worthwhile. And I think, you know, you'll get a nice little audience because, you know, JUCO football is hot right now. You're getting kids from Division One bounce backs, D2 bounce backs, getting kids that basically are under-recruited and, kids that need second chances and and so it's very popular right now so why wouldn't they want to see a national championship team 
He's Kiyoshi Harris. He's the new head football coach at Independence Community College. The Pirates open up at home against the Dodge City Conquistadors. It's going to be another Wild West shootout in the Jayhawk Conference. Coach, good luck coming up for you and the Pirates. Appreciate it. Thank you. Go Pirates. This has been a presentation of JC Radio Sports.